going on, everybody? It's me, Elroy. You already know it's your boy, your country cousin, your ratchet, sophisticate, your super saiyan. I'm here by myself, alone, alone. Nah, I'm just kidding. Running it solo tonight, y'all. It is um <laughs> Monday, October 27, 22nd. Fuck it up already. 11:47 at night. I'm doing this, you know. Kind of kind of raw, kind of last minute, but you know what? I got some hot shit that I think y'all will appreciate, and it will definitely brighten up your Tuesday, uh, especially if you're listening in here. Um, before I get started, big shout out to Rock Man. Um, couldn't be here. Uh, we were supposed to record this on Sunday, but I'm still coming off of this little flu, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know, sick. That's all I'm going to call it, because your boy was down and out. And I mean down and out. Not 50 Cent, 21 Questions, down and out. I'm talking about sick. Like, nose was fucked up, headaches all week, sinuses, just ass, body was hurting, coughing up shit, throwing up shit, couldn't eat shit. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been working, you know. I, I put them other shows out, because, you know, I love you. And I, I love this content, and I love this game life. Um, I guess I can get some shilling out. Shout out to Government Name Podcast, you know, my big cuzzo, Cole Jackson, and boy show out there doing their thing, bynkradio.net. Feel free to check that shit out. Number one hip-hop, you know, website around. Fuck it, it's a radio station, baby. It's a radio station. It's so raw. It's a radio station. Radio. In, a, in an age of streams, it's a radio station. Still who cares? About, you know, underground hip-hop. Not just motherfuckers with labels, but people who, you know, trying to get their voice out there. So, yeah, shout-out to Government Name Podcast and everybody over there at BYNK. Um, shout-out to Conversation Con Artist. Um, my soul sister, <laughs> Calamity Red, you know, she gonna hate Well, she actually ain't gonna hate me. She doesn't listen to podcasts, so fuck it. I'm gonna say what I want to. Uh, her and my boy Mr. On Point, they're out there, you know, social justice warriors with, like, ratchet shit beautifully infused, you know. You learn some stuff about feminism and politics, and then, you know, I don't know, somebody didn't pull their meat out on, on a church or some shit like that. You know, it's 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 wacky, but, you know, just a little lock, look into the podcast that, you know, are out there, black-owned, black excellence. You know, we're we trying to be black and shit this year. I don't know. I really don't care. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of always, you you listening. I hope you're listening. To the nerd plate, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me, Elroy Ketchum, you know, the GOAT, the one and only, the God, all them things, beautiful. Uh, host this bitch along with Rockman, uh, the nerd <laughs> the nerd wizard. I don't know, he doesn't have any nicknames. I just call him old and, you know, well, I'm not going to call him the F word, faggot, you know. Even though he does love bat penis. I want to say that again, Rockman loves bat penis loves it <laughs> now nah, i use the rag on rock man but i do appreciate the host the co-hosting this you know this shit wouldn't be possible if not for him or me because you know i already said i ain't doing this shit without him so uh but yeah um you can follow us on all our little social media joints you know twitter instagram facebook not really on tumblr not really on Periscope, not really on Snapchat, not really on all those other things. You you want some stuff, you know where to find us, you know? Because the core listeners out there know who makes this show, and they know they can get at us. Also, you can hit us with, with the email at thenerdplaypodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, I'm going to jump right into it. I got, I got about eight good stories uh, that I think are very necessary, very very uh gripping not really gripping but you know very necessary to know for this nerdy lifestyle that you may lead so um, i'm gonna jump right into it so it's october 22nd halloween is very close so let's get a little in the spirit you know um friday the 13th classic horror film you know starting in the 80s most of the films were in the 80s got real stupid Probably 1993, because I think that was Jason X. Jason, yeah, Jason X, where, you know, he goes in the future. And, and for some reason, people cryogenically unfroze or froze him and then studied Jason and tried to 
for whatever reason, brought his ass back to life in the future, in space. So, yeah, fucked up. So, we recently seen the re-release or the reboot of Halloween, which Michael Myers, another dope horror classic. Um, what would I tell, what would you say if I told you that Friday the 13th was coming back? And me, you know, I'm a big Friday the 13th fan because Jason is my favorite of all time horror person. Not Freddy Krueger, not Candyman, not Leatherface, none of them shits, Jason. Because Jason never did shit uncharacteristic of himself. Jason came in like a fucking G and slaughtered people. And it didn't matter what the fuck you were. And, you know, it's not even Jason's fault. It's everybody else's fault. Stop opening Camp Crystal Lake. Stop going back there. You know, if 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 Jason and his mom have killed multiple people there, why haven't they not burned this place to the ground? Why? But you know, I I, I don't write the movies. I'm I'm not a social influence of wherever the hell Camp Crystal Lake is. But anyway, I digress. LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers. I was about to say Cleveland Cavaliers, but thank God that ship has sailed. Cleveland's now a train wreck without him. LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers, and along with Spring Hill Entertainment and Vertigo Entertainment, are in talks to produce a reboot of the classic Friday the 13th series. Uh, Miller, not Miller, Victor Miller won a legal battle for the franchise, you know, probably some years ago. He's the original screenwriter. So, they're again, they're again in talks with him um, since he has the copyright. Uh, the director and producer Sean Cunningham can still appeal. Other, of that, you know, fuck it. I don't see why this can be amazing. For those who don't know much, uh, Vertigo produced the new Stephen King's It movie, which is a reboot of another classic series, which I won't go too far into because that movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Everybody has trauma. That's one of mine. Fuck clowns. Anyway, um, the original Friday the 13th was released in 1980. Um, there thir- are 13 of them in the franchise, I believe. And it was already rebooted in 2009, which eh, was okay. We all know that uh, Freddy vs. Jason was low-key one of the best ones ever. Because, God, it was just beautiful. Uh... <laughs> Also, um, Friday the 13th, the game is still free on PlayStation, I believe. Check that out. I've been trying to get a lot of my friends to play it, and a lot of my friends are 2K, you know, meatheads, so they really don't play much other than 2K, but Friday the 13th is fantastic. It's like grown-up hide-and-seek, except, you know, bloody as shit. Check that shit out. Real talk. So, moving straight along into the next topic, Gotham. Gotham, odd little show. Started off really, really boring. Not even gonna lie. When uh, when Gotham first came out to to I guess to me, not like came out like, hey, I'm gay. No, I'm just kidding. Hi. No, this is really dry. It's really, really late, and I'm kind of tired. So I'm gonna just kind of speed through these things. Gotham uh, started off as a show that was seemingly about Bruce Wayne as a kid, but not really. It's more certain for circle around the penguin and his dramatic rise to power through gotham and all the side villains that you could ever want not really much about batman even though bruce wayne as like an eight-year-old be batman and the shit out of stuff you know anyway i digress um for the last season we have shane west this this recently hit twitter shane west dressed as Bane, so we've we've had <laughs> Gotham has turned into one of the more interesting series in DC Universe because God knows their movies are trash, but they make up for it in their animated series and for some reason their live action TV shows. Even though Arrow is just Batman with a bow and arrow, and Flash, <sighs> I don't even know what to say about Flash. But anyway, I digress again. Uh, the photo of Shane West as Bane was revealed, I think, yesterday. Or this, no, it was this morning, actually. 
The photo was posted by Tsi Chun, one of the writers and producers. Um, it shows him with the apparatus that connects to his chest, along with like the shoulder pads and bracers and shit. And he looks angry as hell. Eyes discolored. So, you know, Venom is very much alive here. Uh, quick little hot take about this. Bane, I think, is one of the most slept on villains i think of batman's universe uh, i mean I mean, he's kind of the main one but honestly i would put bane as number two to the joker just because bane ain't an idiot you know what i'm saying like bane is one of the few people who figured out who bruce was you know and across many a media he's been everything from the traditional luchador wrestler to just some white meathead uh, even in the video games, he was, you know, a fucking genius. Tom Hardy played him, I think, excellently in the last Christopher Nolan Batman movie. But, you know, fuck it. My opinion only matters to people like me. <laughs> uh, he's one of the few villains who hasn't appeared on Gotham. Um, it's got uh, Catwoman. It's got Poison Ivy, Scarecrow, Penguin. And I think I said Riddler, yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like he's the wrap-up to Gotham. Eh, I, I really, I, I kind of, I honestly stopped watching after season three of, of Gotham, so I, I missed a lot. You know, I think they kind of threw me off when they had a Joker, and then it's like, oh no, he's not the Joker, it's actually his twin brother! So, you know, that's kind of when I was like, alright, you know what, I'll just wait till this shit's over and then I'll watch it. But, you know... If it were up to me, CW wouldn't stand for whatever CW stands for. It'd stand for convenient writing. But, you know, Gotham didn't even go on CW, so it really doesn't make sense. I think it's on Netflix now, if you still want to check it out. Pretty good series, really slow start. It's mainly focused around uh, Jim Gordon as a detective. So this is before Commissioner, this is before Captain, this is when he was a straight detective with uh harvey bullock yeah who's crooked as shit and you know jim gordon just out here trying to live you know get these coins hustle and you know motherfuckers keep stopping him you know his partner you can't trust him the department you can't trust him his best bet is you know an eight-year-old who just had his parents murdered and a very surly british butler well not yeah i guess he is british and that he's very uh he's not a cockney but he's he's a brit you know He's very surly and very rude, but, you know, whatever. <clears throat> it is what it is. So, if you're still watching Gotham, you probably just got spoiled with that shit. But if you check Twitter like I do, you know, Bane will be a very interesting twist to the series. Oh, moving right on along. Um, going back to the movie thing, you know, it's it's October, so... Of course, all the creepy shit comes out. All the good old stories um, that you used to love coming back out. Uh, I, I recently saw Tales from the Hood 2 on Netflix. And that, whew, ain't nothing better than a ghetto horror movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tales from the Crypt was probably one of my favorites. And that's all we used to watch in the hood. Well, not the hood. I grew up hood adjacent. But that's all we used to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Uh, we used to watch Cujo and think it was a horror movie. But that was just a damn dog. <laughs> that was just rabid as fuck. Which if you live somewhere hood adjacent. You run from dogs a lot. But um, Leprechaun in the hood. Just just wackadoo shit like that. You know. Just weird. So when I tell you this next one you might be thinking you know it's halloween so what the hell anyway guillermo del toro is supposed to be co-directing a stop motion animated pinocchio film for netflix now that was a mouthful a mouthful and nothing in that mouthful goes with each other guillermo del toro right there weird as shit May if you don't know, he's a Mexican director. Um, you know him from things, uh, from movies, not things. He uh, he directed Blade Two, Hellboy, uh, the original Pan's Labyrinth, which cult classic. 
Never seen it, but apparently it's a cult classic. Hellboy 2, Pacific Rim, and uh, just recently, The uh, Shape of Water. So he's known for, you know, some some pretty out there kind of stuff, you know. And he's making a Pinocchio film. Pinocchio, the Disney film, like little boy or man, old Italian man can't have kids for some reason. Which one, Geppetto, lazy as shit. And no, I understand you, you old. It never explains whether or not he was just, he's a widow or, you know, he just ain't got no game. I mean, dude, all you got to do is put on some nice clothes. You know what he needs? He needs the guys from a queer eye show on Netflix. The wife has been watching that and, you know, I've been catching that in and out. Turns out it's actually a pretty good show. He needs some of that because, you know, it's, it's four gay dudes and they are just queens to no end. Uh, them niggas come in here, they get you some new outfits, they teach your ass how to cook, they come in there, fix your fucking house, and then they tell you about yourself. And by the end of the day, motherfuckers be, you know, it's like, oh my god, he's like a new person, and all he did was put on some clothes, learn how to cook, and <laughs> walk straight, and look people in the eye, or some shit like that. So, But anyway, I, I, I'm getting off track. Um, Geppetto just looked like he needs some game. He's an Italian dude, so it's, it's I don't know, man. It seems like it would be a little easy. All you got to do is walk out, talk to a woman, you know, try that. That might be, you know, fucking useful. But no. Instead, he creates a puppet. And, of course, the puppet, you know, is supposed to be a replacement for his son. He walks around. It's actually really creepy because he walks around with a puppet. And he plays like that's his son. And then the bitch comes to life, which you can tell Geppetto ain't black. Because anything come alive in my house, I'm getting the fuck out that house. See, that's why I don't understand horror movies like the Amityville Horror. The house at one point said, get out. That point, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, you know what, fuck this mortgage. He said, get out. I got the fuck out. I would... <laughs> I think D.L. Hughley said it one time. I think I would just tip the fuck up out the door. Just fall right out the door. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I'm Nope. Mm-mm. Then, you know, the house started oozing green shit. Anyway, Pinocchio comes alive. And he's a puppet, but he's alive. So, Geppetto, of course, teaches him, you know, go to school and all that shit. And how a conscience becomes a cricket. And a very dapper cricket, cricket at that. You know, nobody was talking about, you know, swag back in the day but Jiminy Cricket was on point my man still wore a top hat you know the suit the cane my boy was clean as fuck and here Pinocchio looked like you know three dollar garbage because he's pretty much made out of three dollar garbage you know sticks and rags and shit got the little hat and whatever and just oh my gosh of course Pinocchio like any other boy don't go to school like he posed to and gets kidnapped by another Italian man the fuck who runs a fucking circus and uh, he takes him to the circus Jiminy Cricket's like no don't do this your ass need to be in school Pinocchio's like but I want to be a real boy and have fun and shit and you know then gets kidnapped and then he performs the famous song I've got no strings to hold me down you know all that shit <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really convoluted plot Disney I think was high on something had to be anyway that you know the story of pinocchio um pinocchio will feature his first uh direct deal since the shape of order in which he won best director and the film won best picture so guillermo del toro got the talent um what he got me was stop motion animated now stop motion is a really really tough really tough kind of form of media i know because i've seen the behind the scenes of an, what's the shit called uh a nightmare before christmas i think i don't, I don't know maybe tripping on that title for some reason i'm drawing a blank here but um yeah that shit was difficult like the amount of time that was put into that film was ridiculous like i mean ridiculous to the point where <clears throat> excuse me like wow <laughs> yeah who who let's see let's just google real quick who did it yeah barney's night before christmas 
Yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton. Um, they said they used to spend like hours, bro. And it ain't traditional animation, so that means you got to move the figures, every motion. You got to create mouth movements for everything, like basically robot chicken. Except this shit's gonna be like one one an hour, one hour, hour half long. So that's a lot of work. I wouldn't be expecting this shit till like 2019 or something. Oh man, like wow! Stop motion. What would I mean? I guess live action would be asking too much, and it would be weird as fuck. Because <clears throat> you know. Uh, it's 2018, you know, if Pinocchio lie, his nose grow. If that was me, I'd have wrote like, oh, snap, my dick's growing. Yeah, I'm going to tell more lies. But, <clears throat> and then I wonder, did that carry over when he was a real boy? Because that would be really weird, you know. We only saw the, the happy ending of Pinocchio when he was like a ba- a boy. Like, he becomes a real boy and like, oh, my God, he's real. But what about like the teenage years when Pinocchio go through his emo phase or when he trying to go through his whole phase and, you know, he he, he has a lot of women to make his dick bigger or some shit. Can you just imagine Pinocchio tearing some poor child, well, not poor child, but like poor girl up, like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And she's like, do you love me? And he said yes, and then the shit shrink. Anyway, that's the kind of shit that goes on in my work, in my mind. But, uh. Uh, Guillermo also has been produced such films like The Book of Life, which was really good. Kung Fu Panda 3, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, He'll be a co-production, so the Jim Henson Company and Shadow Machine and the film puppets will be built by McKinnon and Saunders, who were responsible for The Corpse Bride. Um, tying this back to nerdy shit, uh, Del Toro also will be appearing in Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding for PlayStation 4. He's been discussing that project for a long ass time, so <clears throat> this is gonna be a completely separate project. Uh, so, yeah, I guess look out for that shit. I, I don't know. I, ten, nine times out, nine out of ten, I'm probably not gonna watch that. I probably scroll past it, watch the preview, and, you know, how you can rate shit i'm probably downrate it no that would be way too much effort for me so i'm probably just gonna ignore it i'm gonna watch the little preview that it has and then it stops and i'm gonna scroll right on past that shit because <laughs> let's be honest some things i some things really don't need to be touched like really don't there's certain things in media and you know history and you know i, I just don't just leave shit alone you know there's some things that should just remain sacred to this world. I, I couldn't tell you a lot of them. But, like, Star Wars, which truly is America's gift to the world, uh, besides the atomic bomb, but that's not really a gift. It's more like a curse. Not really a curse, because it only happened, well, I guess it is kind of a curse, because it should happen twice, and everyone's still feeling the effects from that shit. So, I don't know. We've only given the world a few things. Star Wars was one of them. I don't think Star Wars should really have been touched. But, hey, that ain't up to me. When they ask for, you know, a 25-year-old nigga from Alabama's opinion, then you really need to worry about some shit. But, anyway. Um, moving right along. Disenchantment, renewed for season two. New episodes coming in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Uh, if you missed out on Disenchantment, Matt Groening, 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 I don't know how you say his name, the creator of fucking The Simpsons and Futurama, is a damn genius. And I mean genius like, we need to protect him, level of genius. They got, it had, I think the first season had 10 episodes, or 10 or so episodes, I, I could be wrong on that number, but Netflix just renewed that bitch for 20 more. In addition to the 10, yeah, it's 10 more episodes remaining in season one because there's a part two. Because it, it ends on this really, really massive cliffhanger, which, you know, the whole, the whole, I think, community that watched the shit was like, what the hell? And when's the next season coming out? But <clears throat> he, 
He said he's excited to continue the epic journey with Netflix. Stay tuned for more cranked up suspense, infuriating plot twists, and beloved characters getting knocked off. A um, little brief about the story. Uh, Disenchantment follows a young princess, Bean, her companion, Elfo, and her personal demon, Lucy. Uh, they like to drink heavily. They get into all types of shit. Um, Bean's dad, the king, is voiced by the guy who voices Bender in Futurama. And I can, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I think it's John DiMaggio, I believe. But, you know, you gonna get, yeah, John DiMaggio. Of course, it's Matt Groening. So all the people from Futurama and Simpsons are going to be in there. John DiMaggio, Billy West, uh, Maurice LaMarche. David Herman, David Herman, Matt Berry, Jenny Batten, Rick Fulner, Noel Fielding, and Lucy Montgomery. But you also get Eric Andre and Abby Jacobson. Eric Andre, famous for the Eric Andre show, which shows on that part of Cartoon Network and Adult Swim where they really, they got really, really high and they didn't have anything to feel, so they just filmed like weird shit. Eric Andre is a part of that broadcast. It's just him and Hannibal Burris. They have guests. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And Abby Jacobson, who was prod, who was a part of the duo that produced and made Broad City, which her and Alana Glazer are two girls in who just live very, very poor and very strange lives. Hannibal Burris is also on that show. It, it's a lot. So there's three shows that you should watch. Not so much Eric Andre. But he's a, he's a funny guy, you know. Um, Broad City definitely is worth it for the first season. I don't know about anything else after that. But Disenchantment it was fucking phenomenal. It was very, very Lord of the Rings, D&D-ish, but with Matt Groening's, you know, funny-ass twist. You know, all his shit is fun. All of his shows are funny. Just because off the happenstance like the simpsons is funny because it's about a family that goes through regular family shit and then there's the hilarious part of it because homer usually gets into stuff that homer shouldn't get into uh futurama is the same thing but in the future so you got normal problems but they're future problems like i think hermy well yeah hermes definitely had to get his woman back from another Jamaican in a limbo contest. Like, that's, that's, I don't even know if that's futuristic. I just think that's just weird as hell. But either way, I'm excited. Like, hell, Disenchantment's coming back. But definitely don't look for the shit until, you know, next year. So, got some bad news. Uh, last week, me and Rockman told you guys that Iron Fist got canceled. So, following this week, Netflix ain't playing no fucking game. They pulled the plug on another Marvel show. This time, it was Luke Cage. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely came in the Marvel Netflix universe on Luke fucking Cage. Because Luke Cage was the... Luke Cage season one was the shit. Like, should have won Oscars, should have won Emmys, should have won whatever. Because that first season was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm going to say that shit again. Phenomenal. Uh, then I got into Daredevil. And, you know, then Jessica Jones and all that bullshit. And then I got excited as fuck for Iron Fist. And then Punisher came out. So, like, it blows my mind why Netflix <laughs> would do shit like this. Um... In a joint statement, unfortunately, Marvel's Luke Cage will not return for a third season. Everyone at Marvel Television and Netflix is grateful to the dedicated showrunner, writers, cast, and crew who brought Harlem's hero to life for the past two seasons, and to all the fans who have supported the series. <coughs> Excuse me. It would happen to come out, this news actually came out the same day that season three of Daredevil or premiered on Netflix. So I got a couple of um, we all we all have our conspiracy theories, right? So me and Rockman kind of discussed what will happen, what might be happening. On the one one, 
Um, they're not canceling them. They're just moving them to Disney's uh, new streaming service that's supposed to be coming either either this year in November or next year definitely. That's what we think. That's what one thing, one thought is, you know, positive that could, could happen, right? The other is they are canceling Luke Cage and Iron Fist specifically those two for a good reason and that's to bring out heroes for hire heroes for hire is a marvel team that basically is one of my one of my favorite um, crossover events ever because luke cage and power man take control of um well not take control they, they they basically run through new york beating the shit out of bad guys and they do it in such a way uh, one of my favorite prints that I got from an artist, uh, local guy, uh, at Free Comic Book Day is the actual cover art of Luke Cage and not Luke Cage, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist at the Heroes for Hire in the alley. Uh, Luke Cage has got the fists. Luke, not Luke Cage. Damn, Iron Fist got the fists all lit up. Luke standing there. It's a bunch of bad guys and uh, you just know shit ain't gonna end up like the bad guys wanted to it's gonna end up with a lot of broken bones a lot of hurt spirits you know a lot of motherfuckers just ready to give up on fucking crime uh unfortunately they never took down jessica jones which i i got through the first season of jessica jones and it was ass I didn't even try. I'm not even trying to watch the second season of Jessica Jones. I'm definitely going to watch uh, season three of Daredevil. I got to finish up season two. I know I'm late as fuck, but, you know, what can you do? There's so much shit to watch. Uh, season two of Punisher, whenever that comes out, fucking amazing. Punisher was another fucking amazing season one. Like, oh, my God. Fucking amazing. Um. So I'm kind of glad they didn't pull those. The defenders, kind of a letdown, you know. Not, it, I'm not saying it wasn't good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. The hype, I think, around it was like, oh, this is gonna be great. It's gonna tie everything up. Blah blah blah. And then it was coming on the heels of Avengers: Infinity War. So we all thought, hey, this is gonna be their ticket into the unit into the MCU. That shit didn't happen. So, you know, I don't really know what Marvel and Netflix's plans are for the other three. You know, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and uh, Punisher. Don't really care. I'm I'm a big Iron Fist head. So, you know, Iron Fist was like my number two. No, no my, my number three. Uh, favorite, favorite Marvel hero. And I really think they didn't do him enough justice. Season one wasn't good. But it wasn't as terrible as people said. You know, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, sure. Danny was kind of a jackass, kind of not knowing what the fuck he was doing. The fight scenes were very far and few between. And there really wasn't much to the fight scenes. Season two was actually fucking good to me. I don't know what the hell people are talking about. You know, I think they still got the bad taste of season one in their mouth. But whatever. So... Marvel is down to just three. Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and maybe Punisher. I don't know. Left. Uh, uh, Keep looking around for more DC streaming services, rumors, prices, all that kind of stuff. Not DC. Damn. I am fucking up. It is late. uh, Wow. Keep looking for Disney's streaming service. Um... If you didn't know, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be the last uh, Marvel movie on Netflix before they pull all that shit. Then it definitely will go to the streaming service. Whether or not they pick up Luke Cage and Iron Fist again is, you know, not really known. Oh, what's up? What's next? Let's see. Oh, here we go. This is something that I wanted to talk about last week when we had an email from Show. Shout out, Show Guy. Um, but I think it kind of got glossed over by some other things. Um, Rocksteady 
there's rumors circling Rocksteady right now. If you don't know Rocksteady, Rocksteady is responsible for the Arkham Batman Arkham series, which is fucking great. Trust me, one of the best series I think around. Rocksteady's been producing, you know, pretty good shit with the Batman universe. You know, they started off real early. 2006, they had Urban Chaos, Riot Response, which is a PlayStation 2 and Xbox game. Don't even know what that is. But you know what? They took three years. They studied their shit. Came out with Arkham Asylum. Then took two years off. Put out another one, Arkham City. Took four years off. 2015, Arkham Knight. I mean, what more could you want? You be Batman. You are Batman and his all-encompassing batman gadgets beating the fuck out of people you can even be bruce wayne and then they didn't even stop you know all the people who you who ever roll with batman you can beat them motherfuckers too which is essentially all the robins and you can be batgirl in one they put the costumes in there the dlc was good i mean those arkham games were just fucking phenomenal the story was gripping uh mark hamill as the joker was the shit i mean Rocksteady just just wasn't fucking up a lot, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, since you know Spider-Man PS4 came out and was such a fucking blast, uh, Rocksteady been putting out little teasers and shit all through the interwebs about potential superhero game, another potential superhero game. Getting excited about um, since 2015. Arkham, uh, yeah, Arkham Knight 2015. People have been wondering, like, what the fuck they gonna do? Um, <clears throat> even though, you know, <laughs> revealing the Red Hood was probably, like, low-key, the hot, the tightest shit anybody's ever done. Because, you know, I, I wasn't... I started paying attention, but I really... what I thought they were just saying, showing, like, oh, man, yeah, Jason got tortured or whatever to bring out somebody else. I didn't think Jason was going to be the bad guy. And then Jason turned out to be rawer than fucking Batman at some points. Cause his DLC, there's a lot of tactfulness, but there's also a lot of murder. <clears throat> I mean, to me, Jason Todd easily, easily number two, Robin. I don't care what nobody say. Fight me. Uh, Stefton, Sefton Hill, Put out a little statement uh, during this year's E3. Um, and he did it right because, you know, most people, you know, get pressured from rumors and be like, oh, my God, it's coming out, you know, June 30th, 2017 or 2022 or something like that. And then people, you know, in their excitement, hold people, hold you to what you say. So he just hit him with that as soon as it's ready which means y'all can chill percolate a little bit you know go play our old shit we still got dlc out all that kind of stuff but you're gonna have to wait on this shit because it ain't ready uh um yeah but if you if you search real hard on uh 4chan reddit you know stuff like that the justice league is supposed to be the next uh superhero team i guess join the arkham universe um it's supposed to be uh, supposedly called justice league crisis single player co-op game where you'll be able to apparently freely switch between a roster of the justice league superman batman wonder woman flash green lantern cyborg and aquaman it's also apparently gonna be a multiplayer you know it, it i don't know You'll get, apparently get to go to all the cities. This is all apparent because this is what it says. But it's all, you know, maybes. You can explore Gotham, uh, Metropolis, Keystone, all those fun cities in DC Universe that you don't see enough of because the movies suck. Uh, the main villain, Starro. And yeah, that's that's all that's really out there. It's supposed to be similar to the Arkham games, but a little bit more refined and opened up. So, my questions are, one, how the fuck are you going to get all this in one damn, one damn game? Um, is it going to be as free roam as you think? Because you've 
just from the people that it named, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Cyborg, and Aquaman. So, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern can fly. Correct. So, are we going to be able to fly through each of the cities that's available, or are we going to be stuck in one city? The Flash, he run real fast. He run faster than most niggas. Um... Is he going to be able to hit the speed force, you know, come out of there, be even faster? Can he get, like, all his flash powers where he phases through people and buildings and whatnot? <clears throat> Wonder Woman, is she going to have the invisible jet? No, nah, I'm just kidding. But wouldn't that be funny? Um, Cyborg, is he going to be able to be hacking into shit, you know, merging with shit? Mother boxes and all that stuff. Which Cyborg are they taking? Teen Titans Cyborg? Justice League Cyborg? Uh, Aquaman. What real use is Aquaman outside the water? Uh, yeah, you can command a league of all sea things, but not a lot of things are on, or you know, by sea. You know, it's kind of convenient that both Metropolis and Gotham are by sea. So I, I don't know. There's a lot of questions surrounding that, but you know, I'm patient. I'll wait. Whatever you got to do. Uh, so look out for that, I guess. Um, oh yeah, one more. I gotta hit you one more. Um, if you ever heard of this company called Valve. Valve is a great company. Great, a uh, great, great company. Let me reiterate that. Great. But Valve does this thing where they don't really know how to count to three. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of games that Valve has produced. None of them have sequels. Well, they have sequels, but they don't have third editions. So Counter-Strike, of course, has been out for years. It's still coming out. Dota, Dota 2, great shooter, or not great shooters, Um, great art role fuck mmo rpgs you know the answer i guess to league of legends team fortress real early team fortress 2 still being played today half-life phenomenal fucking story left for dead left for dead 2 half-life 2 portal portal 2 <sighs> couple, they got a couple games in the works but you know valve don't really go past two and they came out with this, this little box, this little collection called the Orange Box. It was fucking great because it came with Portal, Half-Life 2, and Team Fortress 2. It was on 360. It was dope. Um, I remember I was I pined after that game for a long, long time. I would always go into GameStop and buy everything else. And then I would always see it and like, damn, I really want that because I want to play Half-Life 2 or Portal wasn't really a Team Fortress kind of guy, but it mainly stayed PC. Uh, but I, I finally broke down, bought it, and it was fucking great. Uh, Half-Life 2 still still hold up to this day. Portal still holds up to this day. You know, the cake is a lie was a meme for the longest. Still is. But Xbox One X, uh, thank, thank God for Microsoft, because Microsoft understands what people want, I think. Um, in some veins, uh, they know that the Xbox was one X wasn't, or the one and the one X weren't going to be selling if we couldn't play, um, old games or used games because it was on when it, when that statement first came out, I think it shook everything that Microsoft ever had. It's like, oh my God, you won't be able to play your old games on this, or you won't be able to play used games on this. It's like, what the fuck that like wow and uh they changed the shit real quick and then they brought in you know the xbox game pass which is good because you can play you know a lot of first party titles a lot of older titles you know that they are exclusive to microsoft and but in the same vein microsoft's been keeping up with their backwards compatibility and they've been putting out some pretty good shit. You know, I got Stepman, Ignition. 
I got, let's see, I think that burnout. Split second, which another one of my favorites. Um, now you can add the orange box to this because, yeah, and they're all going to be quietly, quite remastered, not remastered, but just be able to play this shit on Xbox One and One X. And, you know, I got a pretty good TV, so it'd be nice to kind of see those crappy graphics high def because you can kind of see, like, oh, man, look at the detail and look where they can go because, you know, hopefully, fingers and toes crossed, that, you know, that guy who runs Valve will actually give us Left 4 Dead 3. Like, I, I don't really care about a lot of those games. Like, Portal's fine, Half-Life's fine, Team Fortress is fine, whatever. I just want Left 4 Dead 3. Like, please, dude. It, it ain't that. I don't know, just because me saying it, he's probably somewhere like, oh, they, he said it. That's another four years in development or some shit. I, I really don't think he's working on it. I think they've been putting these projects aside, and they're banking on, I think they got two games in the tank. I, I think they got two games in the tank that they're working really hard of. But, you know, I mean... <laughs> Portal and Team Fortress are basically cult classics. They're like they're like a pulp a pulp fiction type of deal. You know, it's not necessarily the best movie, but it's just a fucking classic. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, definitely go check that out. Uh, it doesn't say when, but you know, it'll be soon. Uh, if anybody is anxious like me to play Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 on Xbox One, please hit me up. Um, I, I love that game. And yes, I'm going to start on The Witches. You might as well get used to it. I really think if you get, if you at this point you get butt hurt that someone startles The Witch, I think you just need to put the controller down and, you know, go cry in a corner or some shit. Much like The Witch. Or, you know, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Because I'm a grown ass man. Um, I'm going to do what I want. And if you, if you honestly scared of the witch, you shouldn't even be playing games, man. She ain't that bad. I gotta do is shoot her like the rest of the zombies. She will die. She's not some infinite crisis that is going to, you know, destroy all of us at the same time. Hopefully, you know, there's four of us. One person should at least hang back and just, you know, shoot the bitch. So yeah, there's that. I'm sorry, I get tired of people, you know, calling me a rogue because I like to, you know, be paragon as fuck and go do shit that I would normally do in situations like that. So, I don't really have anything else. Oh, we are, well, now, it's 12.35 and I'm I'm pretty tired. Uh, but we, when I started this episode, it was on the eve of, but now it's officially the first day of the Fallout 76 beta. And... That's not all. That's not all. Um, the DLC for Spider-Man for PS4 has officially dropped on the store. So the heists, which you'll be able to interact more with Black Cat. There's a whole nother faction that get, comes into New York and tries to fuck shit up. So that's going to be dope. Spider-Man is still amazing. And it just recently got his new game plus mode. So, yeah, I might just play the whole damn thing over again. Just to get, you know, 100% with the DLC, or the first part of the DLC. Fallout 76 beta. Uh, I'm definitely going to hop into that. Definitely, you know, Xbox, though. Because I've been playing Fallout on Xbox since I discovered Fallout. So I pretty, I can't switch at this point. Even though my PlayStation will probably run it a little better. But if you know anything about Bethesda... The betas to their games are really buggy. And, you know, that's that's what the betas are for. You know, you're supposed to find bugs, patch things. It's kind of just to give you a preview of a preview. But knowing Bethesda and knowing Fallout, it's going to be buggy as shit. So I'm not even going to go in there thinking like, oh, my God, it's going to be amazing. I mean, it probably will be amazing. But, you know, again, I'm more concerned with the waiting of the real game. Uh, because co-op Fallout is going to be like, I don't even know how to explain it. It it should be the most lit experience ever. Because one, it's Fallout. Two, you've never been able to play with someone competent enough to do shit for you. 
Now you got a friend. But you, you know, with that also comes, you know, assholes who come in and nuke your shit. And then they have a battle royale mode just like Call of Duty does and Fortnite and all that shit. So you're gonna have you're gonna have some give and take, you know? Um honestly I'm probably gonna try those today, I guess, when I get home from work. Um definitely jumping in that Fallout and let that download while I play Spider Man because it's already downloaded. So yeah, um there's a couple of things that I think you should be aware of. You should be wary of and hopefully some things that you might not have known. Uh, hope you enjoy. Hope you like listening to the podcast. As always, like, share, subscribe, and more importantly, um, rate us. Rate us, you know. If you listen through iTunes, uh, just give us a rating, you know. Five out of five, four out of five. Don't give us anything less than a three out of five because let's be honest, if you're going to really rag on a show like that, you could just as easily send an email in. Um. As always, I've been Elroy Ketchum. You can follow me on Twitter at Leroy Ketchum because I haven't changed my name. You can follow Rockman at Rockman Infinite. As always, follow the show, The Nerd Plate, on everything except Twitter because fuck that dude. It's at Plate underscore Nerd. And as always, oh yeah, don't forget, send us an email about your comments, questions, concerns. We do have an email from Mr. Smith, but I feel that would be more appropriate if Rockman was here to answer the questions with us. So, I've been Elroy. Um, I hope this has enlightened you a little bit. You know? See y'all back on Thursday because we come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. For some reason, people are very confused about when we come out. Tuesdays and Thursdays, kids. It ain't that damn hard. We give y'all two doses. Two doses of dope shit. You know? It's like when you fuck a bitch twice a week and, you know, she can't leave you alone because she's dickmatized because you give her two doses of the dope dick that she need. I'm going to stop. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's been fun, y'all. See y'all next time.